Today is February 26th. Mitch Keller extension gets done. We have baseball games. We'll talk about a big name with a big statement and an article that came out this week. You're listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Yins guys, thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. My name is Josh and I'm joined as always by my brother Jake. What's up, Jake? 75 and sunny today. <laughs> Sorry, bud. A uh, bunch of snow this morning, but it is melting already. Most yeah. of it is melted by the sun. So we got that. Yeah. Um, hey, good job on the intro. Thanks, bud. Jake, uh, yeah, Jake hitting the intro up. I'm every as everybody laughs while I say this, but <laughs> I'm going to try to get through this thing the best I can. Voice is a little rocky. Man, just can't kick this. Dude, it's tough this time of year, man, especially in Ohio. You got the, you know, the the weather jumping up and down like crazy. It's it's not always the best time of year. Yeah. Then you got rugrats running around full of germs. That's what it is really because <laughs> like I was I felt like I was on the good side of this and then all of a sudden one of them gets me sick and I'm back to square one and the voice definitely takes a hit over the course of that, so Right. Either way. Yeah. Um it's not fun. The kids get me sick. So the game on Saturday is actually going on right now. We are recording this thing Saturday afternoon. We've got some things going on tonight and tomorrow, and obviously we're getting ready to go down to spring training. Let's go. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty pumped, man. Uh, we're, we'll be, it's a short trip for us. Um, the plan's always been for this to be a longer trip, but yeah. the way that this kind of came together this year, it's a Monday to Friday thing. Uh, but mostly, uh, like you'll be in late Monday, and we're right. out and we're early like Friday, nine o'clock p.m. Yeah, right. So it's basically three days. Um, so we'll figure out what we're gonna do. We know we'll be at a couple games, maybe down to Sarasota, maybe Pirate City. We don't know, but we'll try to figure it out. I definitely like to get over to Pirate City. I think that'd be a cool place. Yeah, I want to check it out. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. So I mean, I don't know if there's anything. I guess. If you're going to the games, you're not going to Pirate City, right? You know what I mean? Because like, right, what right. what are you going to do? Just walk around and look at nothing? Yeah. Yeah. So right. I don't know. A lot to learn, I feel like, for us. Like, just to kind of understand. Neither one of us has ever been, right? No. Nope. Yeah, okay. I wondered it. I was like, wait, have you been? No. No. Okay. You been to any spring training? Yeah, I, so I've been to, who was it? It was the uh, Angels. I went to Diablo Stadium. Okay. Out in Arizona when I was out there with the... That's right. It was Arizona. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, man, we got some things to talk about. Uh, Mitch Keller, obviously the the top of the list there. Mitch Keller extension. Uh, you know, who might be next? It, Athletic wrote an article this week, so <laughs> everybody's been talking about it, and we'll we'll touch a little bit on it. Spring training games have started. We won't be able to really talk a lot about what happened in those games because they're going. The first one's going on right now. Right. Um, we just, you know, we're recording a little bit early, so can't really talk about them. I will say though, Jared Jones, in the words of Alex Stumpf, uh, pumping ninety eight ninety nine with twenty five hundred plus RPM cutters. So for the first outing of the year, just looking strong. Yeah. Um, Olivares a big triple to tie the game earlier in the game. Looks like we're still down five three now, but Davis a good start. A lot of good things uh, from here and there. And you also, Greg Brown and Neil Walker, those guys don't have a mean thing to say most of the time, so it's all good. <laughs> those guys don't know how Especially to talk. day about. one. They day just, one, you can't have you any can't, negativity. No, you can't. No. So, anyway, um, also, at the end of this thing, we're going to talk a little bit, I guess if time permits, because this isn't like a super pressing thing, but I think it's important. I think it's a really cool thing. Um, and it just might mean a little bit for baseball, but Bill James, father of Sabermetrics, 
um, admitted he was wrong to discredit situational hitting. So we'll get into that a little bit, kind of say what he said, and I don't know, have a little conversation about it. But I think that's absolutely bonkers. But yeah. all right, so let's do um, transactions first. Sure. Uh, Kanan Smith and Jigba claimed off waivers from Seattle. So go ahead, talk about it. <laughs> I'm just excited. Like, I mean, like, I, so I think I've said it last time. When, you know, when we lost him, I was like, I'm, I'm bummed, but you know, think there was more in the tank. Blah blah blah. You've heard it already, but I do. I think there's more in the tank. I think he's got a lot to go, a lot to give yet. And I'm excited to see him back in black and gold and we'll just see what he can do this spring and see if he can, I don't, I don't think there's a clear cut way for him to get, get on the roster, but you just never know. I mean, if he shows up, I do not, I mean, a clear cut, like there's two left-handed hitters that could play right field. Yeah. It's him and Palacios. If he totally blows oh, Palacios true. out yeah. of the water, dude, I, I do yeah, see right. a path. I do see a path. Yeah. It's got, I mean, a big dude, just increase your launch angle a little bit, man. <laughs> Obviously, you know what I mean? He's, I'm sure he's thinking about it, but yeah. If you hear a little clicks and stuff, I have to keep ludens in my mouth or I'll dry out. And <laughs> so if you hear those little clicks, it's, you know, that's what it is. Sorry. It's going to annoy Ooh. me in my head when it's, when yeah. I'm moving it around <laughs> and I'm just going to be like, crap, that's going to come through. All right. Calm down. Yeah, it's fine. He did get a little number change in there. Huh? He changed his number to zero since Fleming had 28. Yeah, yeah. And you know I looked something up about it. Oh, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> we always do. I, I love what you have in here. Maybe it's because he thinks it'll wrap around the zero because he's stupid New Jersey's. Yeah. Dude, and the see-through paint. Oh, are we dude, not? It's dude, it's so funny. We dude, hilarious. Did you see the MLB put out a statement saying that they're no. not different? That the pant material and thickness is not different than what they used last year. Uh yeah. Yeah, they are. No, no. We're not dumb. Come on. No, no but it doesn't it feel like MLB is? They're trying to yeah. Like I Because this understand. isn't MLB's call, right? This is Fanatics and Nike. Yeah. Fanatics is making them, Nike's putting their logo on it, whatever, however you want to say it. That's my understanding of it. If you know more than I do and you're listening to this. Correct me in the comments on on uh, on YouTube or, you know, send me something on Twitter or something. But it seems like they basically, I mean, they signed the contract with MLB. MLB's trusted them with it. And there's no way that these uniforms went to MLB without some sort of approval. Right. But like I was talking with a friend of mine and I was like, yeah, but these guys don't, who's approving that? Because they don't put the jerseys on. They don't know what the other jerseys felt like in comparison. Right. If they didn't put them on and see that you can see through them, then how would they know that you should you should send it back and say, no, no, no. But what it is is Fanatics saying, oh, the pants are the same. And MLB says, oh, okay. That's what it seems like to me. Because you think <laughs> yeah. MLB would be like, uh, no, they're not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how are you missing yeah. that? So, I mean, I don't think it's obviously it's not MLB's design, but at some point there's got to be a check with the player and the MLBPA has nothing to do with it. Dude, Tony Clark put lie. something out that says this is between them. Like they have to work yeah. this out. We don't have a, we don't have a, so we can, we can argue to MLB and MLB can fight that fight, but it just matters of whether MLB will. Now let's give benefit of the doubt. I assume they will. There's no way that they can go to opening day <laughs> with see-through pants. Not to mention, they're not even allowed to tailor the pants for each player. Right. That's that's the worst part, in my opinion. So no, no. I saw you know Cruz working out. And I'm like, they got to do so. These aren't shorts. Like people should not be. You you shouldn't be allowed to wear them above the knee. You want to uh, pull them up clear to the knee, whatever. But that's the this, thing. This though. isn't shorts. They're not shorts. I know. They're pants. There's a lot of players doing that now, though. There are, and I think that it's. I think it looks silly for one. Like, it, I mean, the way you want to look is the way you want to look. Yeah. And this is just my opinion. I think it looks silly. Um, but I don't know. I, I and and when we were no in high school, though, because they can't tailor them for a seven footer. Yeah. What are they going to do? Well, but he wore them like that before. But I, I mean, know. what you know, if you think about 
you think about what the uniforms pants were back when we were in high school, though. At, well, kind of when I was coming out and you were in, everything was super baggy. You watch mm-hmm. you watch videos now, like Jeff Bagwell looks ridiculous because it's so baggy and everything. And it's like, what are you doing? Like that looks way worse than <laughs> anything See, I don't they're think doing that looks now. Worse than the above the knee. It just looks like they're wearing pajamas a lot of times, and it's like I. Yeah. You know, I do like a slimmer uniform pant. So, you know, I, I get it. At least the ones they're wearing I, the, above the knee. I'm, at first, I hated it. Now I'm kind of like, ah, whatever. What's it matter? Oh, yeah. And, I'm, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm kind of on the boat of whatever. But at the same time, I think it looks silly. Yeah. I mean, like when I was comical. in high school, we all had to wear exactly the same thing. We had to make a yeah. choice whether we were pants up or pants down. That sounds funny. Pant legs up or pant legs down. <laughs> right. And uh, right. and we voted on it. Whatever one, everybody would wear the same thing. Yeah. It was all about it being uniform. <laughs> right. However, uh, yeah, like I said, I don't I don't mind it one way or another. But see through is another story. <laughs> but I, I mean, Nick, you're, I'm looking at these clips and I don't notice it during the game. I don't notice them being see through during the game. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, I didn't actually pay attention to the clips. I know that we're wearing the grays, and I haven't seen any complaints about the grays being see-through. Right. I I have who, was, who was on the TV? I think it was the Blue Jays was on TV. They were wearing blue with white. and I, I, You couldn't see the blue. Under. And the white's not all the way white now, right? Like it's kind of an off-white now I don't for know. everyone? I don't really know. But either way, uh, th- you know, the whole cheapness of it, is not something that I think we'll notice that much, but the names look ridiculous. Yeah, the names look bad. Um, I don't think that we would have noticed the MLB like locker tag being down other than it was pointed out to us, and now we just want right. to move it back up. Uh, but I don't think yeah, we would. I mean, honestly, it doesn't even bother me. I, well, but if they if by moving it down, they had to make the name small, right? So that's the part that I'm like, no, get those names bigger again. Yeah. Get your logo up a little bit, even though that's not their call either, which is weird, right. right? Anyway, the cheapness of it, I think we would notice less, like the what they talked about on the on the sleeve, where instead yeah. of the the piping being on the jersey, it's connected to the jersey. Unless you went out and bought the authentic jersey, and then you'd notice it, right? Which that's what I'm seeing because they're right. even more expensive now, and there's a guy with Blue Jays jerseys, and he's like, my authentic jersey from two years ago might be better than this new one. And he's sending it back because it costs four times the price. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, maybe that's why he went with number zero. So for me, being goofy, the only two players in Pirates history who have worn the number zero, which is hilarious because in the notes I wrote number two because it's two players, but the number zero... Junior Ortiz in 1989 and UL Washington in 1986. Washington also wore number 28 in that same season, which was Smith and Jigba's number last year. And Ortiz changed from 26 to zero during the 86 season, which means that nobody's worn zero for an entire season for the Pirates. (laughs) And maybe Smith and Jigba won't either if Josh Fleming gets released and doesn't make the team. And then Smith and Jigba says, you know what? I'll go back to 28. <laughs> then Hopefully. he will be. I, I don't like the number zero. He will be just like UL Washington, if that's the case. <laughs> so little history there that means nothing. Right. Let's get but into the good stuff, about. man. Mitch Keller. Where are we at? Let's go. We got to get it in here. Nice. There we go. <laughs> Mitch Keller gets paid five years, $77 million. I don't know where to go. Uh, I think this is a good thing. I think anybody who turns it into a bad thing is just reaching to say things that so are it's bad. So it's actually what, like a four-year extension, right? Well, it starts this year. Right, but he already had a contract this year for one year. So it's like a... It, 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 got, it, it erases know. this year is my understanding. Okay. Yeah, okay. it erases this year. Starts this year, whatever whatever the uh, the term was agreed to in year one is this year instead of what they agreed to before. Gotcha. That's cool. He hasn't had uh, he hasn't had that breakout full season yet, and I think that's maybe why this deal was able to get done where it is. 
you're buying three years of free agency from him. Yeah. And I think the last two, and I don't have the numbers in front of me. Um, I think they're like 18 and 20 million, somewhere around there. So like he's getting it. He's getting paid. But mm-hmm. even then, five years from now, 18 and 20 will be like what Jack Flaherty just signed for this year. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, with the way the market value changes so much. And the idea is that if he continues to pitch like he just did last year, full season like he did last year, he's worth every penny. Yeah. Even if he doesn't get to be that, even if he doesn't take that next step, right? Because we expect him to take that next step, full season. Um, and we, we talked about maybe why some of the some of the reasons for the inflated ERA had to do with having two starters down the stretch and them saying, hey, man, if you feel good, you're staying out there. Yeah. Regardless of whether your curveball's curving or your changeup's breaking. You know what I mean? Like, you're staying yeah. out there. If your mm-hmm. stuff ain't good but you're healthy, we need the innings. And yeah, that's figure it out. And that's classic. Like, that's what you do. Maybe not, Maybe not as much anymore because of the way that we use pitchers these days, but there's nothing wrong with that, I guess, is what I'm saying. If he's yeah. healthy. Now, we see a little bit of Johan Oviedo where it's like, yeah, but did you stretch him a little too much? You know what I mean? A young kid is always going to tell you he feels good. Right. So right. there's a little bit of that. Um, game's over. We lost. Big deal, right? Cool. Yeah. Yeah, don't care. Um no, but this this to me is is very good uh, in so many levels, and maybe uh, and I'll I'll tee you up here so I can uh, take a break here. But what does this do? I mean, he had a lot of struggles. He's gone through it. What does this do for the confidence of these young pitchers who are all about to make their debuts in this year or next year? What does this do for them seeing that the Pirates? Will like if you go through it or whatever, and you stick to it, and you come out on the other side, they're going to show their confidence in you if it's there, or or something along those lines, right? What does this do for the young pitchers to say, oh, they're actually willing to 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 pay you? Yeah, I mean, it's going to give you a lot of hope and a lot of a lot of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Ambition to really strive for that next level and. And really show up and show out like, hey, you know, I like it here. This isn't just get to the big leagues and get traded like they have been in the past. It's not a guarantee they're going to extend me, but there's a there's the opera. There's the opportunity. You know, they've done it. They're showing they're willing to do it with certain guys. So let's go get it, man. Yeah. Go earn it. Right. I mean, if it, I mean, it, it's going to it's going to fuel that that fire. It, it has to. Yeah, I think it's also like. It's also maybe speaks to them in a way to say, like, stay with it. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of guys, for one reason or another, oh, man, I'm injured again, and you know what I mean? Or, man, I, I had a rocky start. And, and just knowing that, like, keep grinding. Like, Keller never stopped, right? He always mm-hmm. pushed, pushed, pushed. And the fact that they honor something like that, and this isn't a Pirates thing, right? I mean, we're not going right. to sit here. We know what else, what other article came out this week. We're not, <laughs> we're not, you know, kidding ourselves here. This isn't a way it is. A, this is a, this is for any organization. And a lot of organizations mm-hmm. are, are, you know, they do this for the same reasons. You start showing now after Hayes and Reynolds and now Keller, you start showing that you're willing to say, hey, we believe, and this is from their words, right? We believe the way that we're going to build this thing up is from within. And when we do that, we're willing to go there. These are discounts. This is not an expensive contract. Mm-hmm. It's it's money. It's look, this isn't money to kid around with, but if he gets any better, he outperforms his contract. Yeah. And so with that said, it's like th- that's guaranteed money though that he gets. And this is a guy who, I mean, you talk about an exhale all that he's been through and all that he's probably yeah. put on himself to say, like, if if I don't figure this out, they're going to send me back to Omaha and I don't even live there. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? <laughs> One of those kind of things. And it's, it's, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of pressure on these guys 
And I think this maybe just maybe helps calm that down a little bit. Stay the course, do your job. Don't give up in a way. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it also, I mean, it, I think it just does good for, for morale and for, you know, th- that that line of thinking. For the, for the yeah. younger players, not just pitchers, but we've seen it with position players already. Now to know pitchers, because I would have doubted it a little bit. Yeah, and it, and it and that goes to say something too, like you know, us doubting it a little bit. It, it's good for the fans to see it. Like, not just going to get rid of everybody. Yeah, we're not going to pay. We're never going to pay that top dollar for anybody. It's not going to happen. It never will. It's just nice to see that, that that some can stick around. Some can sign that deal. I haven't seen the comments about like, ah, we'll trade him after three anyway. I haven't seen that. I'm actually a little bit surprised. Yeah. And also, yeah, maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. And maybe that's okay. Maybe not after three, but maybe four, yeah. If you've got enough guys there to take that spot. Right. I mean, because I've seen other people to say like, you know, Edward Cabrera is washed. If If the Marlins are trying to move him, he's washed. Well, they're not trying to move him. They're trying to make their team better, and they can move him. Why him? Yeah. Why nobody else? Well, he must not be good if he's a sixth starter. Well, no, he's probably not a sixth starter, but they could move their sixth in there because they believe in him. Right. You have to give up something good to get something good. So, you know, if you can trade from a strength right. and save some coin, you know that they'll choose to save coin. not saying I would right. necessarily, but you never know. Right. If it if it opens you up, if the right deal comes up. If it opens you up somewhere else, but anyway, that's that's years down the road, and I guess <laughs> I say that just to say like I'm not going to sit here and say no, they'll keep them all five years. Like maybe not, and maybe it's not the smart thing. But for now, right. five years. Right. And here's and we said this before, right? If they're winning in that fifth year, they'll keep him. Yeah. They should keep him. Mm-hmm. So. It's tough though. You have to weigh those those options out and see where yeah. the team's at and what the team needs. And it's all going to be. We'll talk about it in four years. Just think about it. Would you rather lose somebody for nothing, or would you rather get something in return? It's it, that that's the bottom line. You you got to continually figure out a way to make your team better, and that's stocking up your your farm so that the next wave's ready. Yeah, I don't want to trade Mitch Keller before we're before we even get to see him pitch with his new extension so let's right let's just right. stick with uh with mitch keller's extended and we're very excited about it yeah the, the, the work that he's put in is what it's sometimes you're excited for your team for for doing something like this there are times where it's like dude i'm just pumped for mitch keller mm-hmm. i didn't have that feeling with hayes probably didn't even have that feeling with reynolds i think reynolds the overwhelming feeling was Finally, we can stop talking about these trade rumors. Right. We knew yeah. this is what he wanted. Yeah. Hayes, I feel like, probably came a little bit out of... It was a little surprising. This one is like, man, we just know what he's been through. Mm-hmm. And this one feels good for that reason. So yeah. I'm really excited. I mean, Brian Reynolds, he sounded so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. I even saw one of his eyebrows go up for a second. I was like, whoa, <laughs> this guy's about to throw a party. <laughs> That's hilarious. I just saw somebody put up the uh, the video mashup of Brian Reynolds talking about the night before, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, but, you know, today's a new day and we're here now. And then it clips right to Palacios going, last night was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) It's like two different people completely. (laughs) Yeah. Hilarious. It's good stuff. So Mitch Keller's done. And the question goes here, uh, who's next? Who's, I mean, you have to go there. Here's, here's what I will, here's what I'll say. Hayes done on opening day. Mm -hmm. Announced when they get back. Right. Um, Reynolds done, thought it was going to be opening day, wasn't, and then they had to wait for or the home opener, right? Then they had to wait for them to come all the way back uh, because you do these things in Pittsburgh, right? Right. And so they had a couple more things to iron out, wait for the road trip, comes back, gets it done. Most of that work was done in spring training. We talked about it last week. I think we did. At least it was in my notes for last week. I tried to find it 
and I couldn't. Maybe we skipped it because of time. Extensions happen in spring training. They don't happen in December very often. They happen in spring training. Yeah. These kinds. Yeah. For most this one teams. Happened. This one happened quick, too. This one was very quick, which means is there there still could be another one. If there, there if oh, there's I, another one this year, who's who is I can't, it? I, I only if, for me it's one saying, guy. You're saying if there's another one this year. Yeah. Jeez, I that's that's tough. I just to me there's one guy that there's an option on that I don't have for, to see anything else. Bednar? Yeah. Yeah, it would be Bednar. And I think that that's a that's not a mega like cuz you started saying Cruz but there's isn't there there's still 98 yeah, there's games. Still question. 98 games. Yeah. We got to know. I heard mm-hmm. one um I heard one reference to it saying I got to know that he's even a, a shortstop because shortstop money is different than if he ends up being an outfielder. Yeah. I think, uh, I, actually, I think it might've been Gary <laughs> uh, fan forum. Uh, sorry. For those of you just listening, uh, wearing the new pirates fan forum merch today. So just came in the mail Looks yesterday. Good. So yeah, good job guys. And, and Yin's shirts for, for doing it. It's a cool thing. So thought I'd support our friends. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, it's a big deal. I mean, I think you got to know. Yeah, you do. You got to know what you have, and you can't can't invest blind money. Yeah, and I think uh, the other guy that I'm big on, I, I think you are too, uh, Jack Swinski. It is another you got. It's it's another year for me. Swinski gets done next year, or it doesn't get done. Yeah, I, th- to me, that's what I think. I think. I mean, if I you, think it, I think he's poised to have a good break, big breakout season this year. I could see him hitting 30 this year. And if he does, you got to get it done. Because if he does it in, again, and he's only – because then he's he's three years from free agency. If he does it again, he's only two years. And there's – maybe a guy signs an extension there, but I think at that point you're kind of like, hey, I, I think I can wait. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for me it's Bednar. And I, it's not the kind of deal you get done – for O'Neill Cruz. You know no. what I mean? It's a completely different world. This is a relief pitcher. I think if you're if you're gonna throw an extension at him, I mean, how where's he at now? He he just hit arbitration for the first time. So he's got two years. There's this year and then two years after. So he's got three years of control now. Thank you. I mean, I don't think you see him go past five. No, I think you go five years and you don't go any further it's, it's than that, that. It's that reliever, man. And the relief? It's the reliever after. What do you do? 40? 50? It's tough, You can't man. go. You're not, you're not going to want to go over 50? No, I'm saying for me, it's it's just tough to throw out a number right now. Like it. Well, Chapman was just paid 10 and a half. So you're going to have to at least give him that. Yeah. At the end of that like contract, maybe, like 60. maybe that fifth year, maybe that fourth and fifth year at 11 million something like that so if you're if you're trying to get like i don't i don't i forget what his number is this year um it's close to like 412 right because the jokes were made so it's around 4 million so if you up that to five and then you know what i'm saying if you start there and then you go you know keep incrementally going up the next two years and then those two free agent years can be 11 million yeah, and, and I'm just going to throw this out there, too. Yes, he's from Pittsburgh. Yes, he wants to play in Pittsburgh. He's still not going to sign a stupid deal. I mean, I don't know. I guess, I don't know. If anybody's going to, it would be him. Yeah. <laughs> but I still don't. I mean, well, but that, is that stupid? Dude, I mean, like, not not stupid. Like a stupid cheap deal. That's what I mean. But is that? I mean, that's paying a reliever pretty fair. And he's probably oh, no, not going to be no, as good like, five years from now as he'll be this year, right? So no, you're, I'm just you're saying, like, paying he's and, not going to he's not going to take under market value, like well under market value, just so he can stay in Pittsburgh. It just business just doesn't work like that. You just told me it's you much, watched that whole thing with uh, Greg Brown and, and Fort, and you don't believe he'd take under market value to stay in Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> I think he would. I don't think much. I mean, he's not going to be silly about it, but I think he would. Right. But anyway. I mean, we give him enough icy lights, he might sign it. 
I, I feel like he's the one that could get done. Yeah. Where the other guys, I, I, I it might be too early. Yeah. Unless Swinsky signs one. If he I mean, signs one at what other. he's done now, and it's re- and it's real affordable, like think Jose Tabata territory, thirty million, something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it ain't gonna be, because that guy I mean, has could... valuable skills. Yeah, like skills well, that I people mean, pay for. Who was it that we were talking about with uh, Ozzy Albies? Like an Ozzy Albies. Yeah, that's a steal. You know what I mean? Like he signed it. Yeah, you so, never know. You never know. All right. Um, anybody? There's nobody else. I mean, like we said, Henry Davis still has to prove it. Andy Rodriguez is injured. Pitching's really hard, but I've heard people say, "Why not Skeens? Why not just blow it out right now?" I, man, that'd be a tough sell. I think if I think if they do any type of extension with Skeens, it might be like next year. You want to see a little bit first? Yeah, I mean, you want to at least get one full professional season. Five and two thirds innings, I think, is what it is so far professionally. Like yeah. it's I mean, you early. look at the Jackson Churio. I mean, he he spent all year in the in professional baseball last year. Just it's one not, year though? Two years, right? Might have been two years. He last year he was nineteen. Right. So he's going into his, you know, twenty age. And 20 if he's international, season. he's probably signed at sixteen. Right. You know what I mean? So he was in the Dominican or whatever for a couple of years. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it's fun to think about, but right now, it's Mitch Keller, dude. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. You ride it, and you know the players see it. They believe it. It's 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 part of uh, the identity the Pirates are starting to to create now. Is you play well and you work hard, and you know you get honored for it. And so, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully that continues. Uh, which Be a good I think. Teammate too. Yeah, I think being a good teammate goes a long well, way with this with this organization. And let me say something <laughs> that is a perfect segue into our next thing. We have seen and heard that Bob Nutting, especially or specifically, rather, is the word I want to use there, will pay is is willing to pay extension money and longer term contracts which are more affordable, obviously, to his players that they have come up with, that they have uh, that they've seen grow and are quote-unquote good people, good teammates, good in the clubhouse. Uh, the only thing I'm a little bit nervous about is they're all quiet, <laughs> all three of them. <laughs> <laughs> Keller a little yeah. bit of, you know, but mostly even-keeled, quiet, don't get too high, don't get too low. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, those are good qualities too. But I, I see what you're saying. There's nobody. You're not. You're not signing that guy long term to ignite the clubhouse. Well, no, it's actually just like he's willing to. He's willing to put forth the money for that sort of thing. Like you said, good character type things. Mm-hmm. And so, like, he will. He will let. The, like we heard. We've heard from. Uh, from different places, I don't want to call anybody sources, right? But from different places, eighty to eighty-five million is is the money that they were going to spend this year, right? Right. Um, it's been reported a couple different places, and then it's it's ninety-one already. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because of this Keller deal, he's he's willing to go past a certain number if it's for it's his right internal fit. guys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you know, unfortunately, free agency, he doesn't see the same value. And maybe that's because he cares about the person more than the baseball. You know what I mean? Because he's saying, I don't know that guy. Why would I pay him a bunch of money? You know what I'm saying? And that's what Mm -hmm. you have to deal with as a GM of of Bob Nutting, right? When your boss says, I don't even know that guy, and you're like, Bro, he's a first baseman that's going to hit us 35 homers, <laughs> but I don't know him. Uh. <laughs> There's been a lot of stories and opinions as we move into the next topic here uh, that have been written since this article by The Athletic has come out. Mm-hmm. And we're aware of who Bob Nutting is and what he, what he is. Mm-hmm. We've been critical 
all this offseason of where the budget is and who's keeping it there. We, I just talked about it. And you, you just, I mean, it's a good article. I don't think it's a pointless article. I've seen a lot of people say like, oh, The Athletic, they, there's no point in even writing this, blah, blah, blah. Except we know all this stuff. But The Athletic is a national publication or whatever right. you call it. You know what I mean? Other people didn't know about this. So it's still not going to change anything. <laughs> but right. it is information for other people that didn't know what Pirates fans know. Right? Right. So all you can hope is that Ben Sherrington and Neil Huntington before him and the people that they hire to make decisions and perform tasks uh, do everything they can to give us a fighting chance. Yeah. And, you know, as fans of sports fans in general, you're going to be critical of those guys. Uh, you read this article, uh, you can, you kind of realize one of those things like, if I'm mad at Ben Sherrington, you can almost always keep going up. Yeah. Why, why is Sherrington not getting these free agent deals done? Well, because they went past what his boss said he was allowed to go. Right. And whether you say it's nutting or, or Williams or whatever. I mean, to me, it it's there. It's all the same. It all comes from the top. Right. And I think seeing something like this makes it pretty obvious. Um, and the, and there's some light if you don't, if you haven't read it, you know what I mean? Uh, if, if you have access to it, if not, there's enough people posting about it on Twitter, X, probably Facebook, I imagine with laughing emojis beside it. And, told you so's or whatever Facebook people right. say. Um, and you know what I mean? There's enough people talking about it you know, um, with quotes and whatnot that's in there about the things that are said on it that you could find the information. Um, there's not a way to, to stop it, right? Right. It is what it is kind of thing. Um, I'll say from, from my standpoint, Jake, um, We've said this before. This is this isn't the podcast. At least this isn't the microphone. I'll say um, to listen to if you want to hear people crying about the owner every week. I'm not going to do it. I won't speak for you. I'm not going to do it. What's known is known. I'm here to talk baseball. I'm here to root for the Pirates, regardless uh, of this situation. We've known this situation for a long time. Uh, I'm not sugarcoating it. I'm not like trying right. to hide it. Yeah. I know what it is. I just don't want to be a broken record saying the same thing every week because we could. And we choose we not to. Yeah. So I'm I'm just not gonna dwell on it, I guess. You know what I mean? Right. Is is yeah, where I'm at. There's just no point to dwell on it. I'm not what gonna I, what what I me or you say on here isn't gonna change Bob Nutting. So No. It's just fine. And it's I mean, not gonna make I mean, him sell the team. Right. And it's we not, understand. We understand what's going on. We understand Sherrington's doing what he can. I'm not gonna, not gonna just sit here and think about that. I'm gonna well, choose it, to think it, about the game that's on the field and the players who are playing the game that's on the field who have nothing to do with the budget. Right, right. And and, and also like, because I mean, because you brought it up. You said you know that Sherrington's doing what he's doing, and Huntington, and Derek mm -hmm. Shelton. And Clint mm -hmm. Hurdle, and Andrew McCutcheon, and Brian Rent. You know what I'm saying? Like, and when they when they're not doing, we'll call that out too. Because to me, yeah. that's more important. What's at the top? We already know. We already mm -hmm. know what the problem is there, and I believe that there's still a path to be successful. It's hard, and that's you know that kind of sucks, but it is hard. But there is a path. Mm -hmm. And you have to execute. Yep. And when you don't, that's what I'd rather talk about. Right. Is not executing on what what is within your means. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. It, to me, that's just a more interesting conversation because the thing because you can change that. Right. Not like not like I can change it. Right. We we're, we like the discussion. <laughs> we're not changing yeah. anything. But right. you know what I'm saying? Like. They can change that. They can make something different in that kind of a of a sense. Right. But what you're not going to change is the fact that he's cheap. 
and it'll be cheap, and that's not going to change. Right. And and really, uh, like MLB is not going to change it. Bob Nutting no. is not the only owner who's like this. This is not a one-guy story. Right. This is right. not a like, whoa, is me, Pirates fan, who has an owner who's cheap. No. There's a lot, probably. I mean, maybe not more than half, but... Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to pinch pennies when they can. Yeah. I think it's probably... Some of this stuff goes on other places more than more than we know. Yeah. Until The Athletic writes an article about them, and then we say, oh, they're like us too? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I and and that's why that's why they put stuff like this out is, you know, information. Like I said, we knew this. I mean, mm-hmm. not so, not all of it, right? Not the details. No, no. But right. we knew that it didn't change the opinion at all about what we have to deal with. Right. So, I don't know. Uh that's Probably the most we've talked about Bob Nutting on this podcast, do you think? <laughs> I would say probably so. If we did in another episode that I've blocked out of my memory, then we did. But from from what I we can remember. We may have had one early on. I, you we know may what? have had one early on. I'm not sure. I'll tell you this. Excuse me. About choked on my, on my, uh, <laughs> on my yeah, loons there. <laughs> I can't. Once it gets really small, I can't figure out a spot that it, that I can put it without spitting it out when I talk. So I'm constantly moving this thing around. I got to stop. Anyway, um, I've actually probably said more, like I've probably said more nice things than I've said mean things, and I'm and I'm realizing that right now because all of the things that are like, well, that's dumb. We don't talk about. And every once in a while, <laughs> he does something. You're like, oh, that was a good move. And so I throw a kudos out for that good move. <laughs> and then yeah. realize that, like, we, we don't talk about all the things that we just, that are just constant bad. Yeah. But every once in a while, I throw oh, the, it's overdone. So I've, I've, it is overdone. But, like, I just am, am coming to realization that I've probably said, I've probably given him more kudos than I have crap. <laughs> and that's unfair. <laughs> and and we pride yeah. ourselves on being fair and that's unfair so maybe i should every once in a while throw a jab saying something about cheap i guess we do do this all the time dang it bobby yeah. so we're, we're still there and that that's a two-parter right because we can throw that one at manfred and him yeah. but uh we do throw that out there every once in a while but we do it kind of tongue-in-cheek because we know it's not going to change right I don't know. Do you have any other takeaways from that that's as separate from what I was saying? Really, no. I mean, it's a, it's a broken record to sit here and, and and beat this like a dead horse. Like, I, I, I don't know. It, he's cheap. He ain't going to change. Waiting a day to make a trade to save 30 grand is, I don't know. Does that make me feel different about that? that whole thing about that? Does that make me feel differently? Like, he's even worse than I thought? No, because what did one day make a difference in the game? Hmm. Probably nothing. Yeah, I guess. But then he saved thirty grand. Well, you're just you're just trying to make it look worse than it is. Like that's what difference yeah. did that day make, and what difference does thirty thousand dollars? Yeah, I, think, I don't care how much the industry's worth. Yeah, thirty thousand dollars <laughs> is thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> You brought it up before the show. That that that's a that's a ballpark employee salary probably for a year. You know what I mean? We got a kid. Now, well, getting a nice little interruption. But it's all right. Yeah. Um. You know, kid has to poop. That's all. All right. Perfect. Yeah. Where's grandma? Exactly. He's left the door open. <laughs> that's funny. Too much of a laugh there. <laughs> Got me coughing. Um, I'm going to keep going. Don't let me interrupt you. I'm going to close the door. Sure. Yeah. I mean, just overall, I guess it's it, no, no real different takeaways than what, than what you had. I mean, 
didn't really move the needle on how I feel about Bob nutting. I'm I'm ready to move on if you are. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Done. We've got one more thing here. Let's wrap this thing up. Uh, and this to me was like a cool thing that, um, you know, baseball. We talk a lot of baseball here. This is a baseball mm -hmm. podcast. And sometimes we talk about things that aren't 100% Pirates. I say that because everything baseball still can go back there. And this was a cool thing this week. So in case you missed it, I guess, um, for you stat heads and analytic nerds, Bill James himself went to Twitter or X. Uh, when are we going to stop saying Twitter or Never. X? Never, because we're all just holding on to the fact that it's still Twitter. Is yeah. there? Do you think someday it goes back? Probably. Okay, well, then we'll keep doing it. Um, anyway, on the 17th, to make an important claim. And I don't know if this hits you the way that, like, that it kind of does me. And so I'm going to ask you questions about this, because we have, this is one thing that we haven't really talked about at all. Right. And so uh, I'm going to paraphrase what he said here, just to, one, make it a little more uh, my language and not so smart, and... Um, also, yeah, anyway, he says, I have to take responsibility for convincing a generation of researchers to write off situational hitting variations as flukes. Okay. That's the first thing, but that's the main, that's the meat and potatoes. Um, convincing a generation just because he's the guy, right? Bill James, the father of sabermetrics, he's the guy. So people, uh, I, I saw a bunch of comments to his, his posts saying, dude, when people argue with me, I say, but Bill James said, fill in the <laughs> blank. And so yeah. now this is like, this is, you know, big for them because that's all their arguments been. Anyway, uh, convincing a generation of researchers is definitely what he did. However, the thing is to write off situational hitting variations as flukes saying like, yeah, yeah, this guy did good then, that's a fluke. Okay. Uh, he says, I may have been wrong to do that. We have vastly better data now than we did 40 years ago. Let's look at the options again. And you go, whoa, right? Yeah. So he goes on to say that he's still agnostic about clutch ability, kind of separating it out because a lot of the comments then still went to clutch ability. Uh, ability too, ability, not like the statistics, right? The statistics are there. We can say what somebody did, but like to say, I don't, he's basically saying like, I don't know about clutch ability. Um, if a player hits well with men on base, that increases his value, but it doesn't mean he's going to hit better in late innings of close games or in the world series. It could be a totally unrelated effect. And so he's saying like the, it could be, we, we, we can't really put all those things into one. The key right. to better understanding of the data is to stop generalizing about it, stop putting together things that may not actually have anything to do with one another. And uh, I actually, I don't know, you kind of get to the point where you're like, I'm relieved because as a baseball fan, and, you know, we, we kind of, specifically me, I teeter-totter that world because I'm not like, uber smart, right? I'm not like a math whiz and all those things. So like I, I see me as really interested in the statistics and all that stuff, but there are some things that are just beyond me because I'm not there, but I'm also like an old school baseball fan, right? I was a bunter when I played. So I valued that. And I don't understand, like when I was in high school, this is aging me a little bit. When I was in high school, we didn't walk because you wanted to hit. You yeah. know what I mean? And if somebody would have told me that walks are good, I maybe would have been okay. <laughs> Instead, <laughs> I'm up there swinging at everything. Like, I'm not going to walk. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And like, it just wasn't taught. You know what I mean? Right. So it, it, it's a thing that is like as the guy coming out and saying this with a bunch of people who are diehard saying, this is not important. And so I think it's big. Uh, I actually put a post out there. For sure. Um, actually, let me, I'm going to follow my notes a little bit here. So if it sounds like I'm reading, uh, I, I took some notes. I'm going to follow them a little bit here. 
Um, I think the point is situational hitting, not necessarily clutch hitting um, is what he's talking. Um, clutch hitting is kind of the focus here on that second part, but I wonder how much like bun- bunning a runner to second, moving a runner up with, with nobody out plays into this conversation. Um, either way, like I said, he says something, you you listen. You know what I mean? That's just mm-hmm. all there is to it. Um, so so to my to what I was about to say there, I, I reposted this, um, and I had put a, a quote, you know, in there or whatever, and um, and I said that it's an example of research that led to a conclusion, but not stopping the research. Always leave room for the conclusion to change. More data and research could lead to something different. Now, this was my thought process when I read this the first time. I said, "This is awesome," because. Yeah. Yes, he was he was convicted of a conclusion that they came to. He he put that out there in confidence, but then as the data kept rolling in, he said, "Whoa, I think we need to rethink this." Actually, <laughs> Bill James responded to that saying, "That's what we got wrong. We closed off the doors that could lead to a different conclusion. We should not have done that." So now it's more like, oh, it's this isn't just a as a result of like he he wasn't still looking at the data. However, he's saying they should have been. And this yeah. probably would have changed years ago had they kept looking at that data and kept analyzing it with uh um yeah, I can't think of the word there, but uh with with better scrutiny. Right is, is what I was thinking. So anyway, my my question here is you follow all this first off, you follow all this where we're going here <laughs> just to make yeah. sure. Okay. I didn't know yeah. if you saw this. I know that I told you like, Hey, I was kind of like, Hey man, Bill James is like, I, I kind of gave him some kudos and he said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Actually, this is where we got it wrong. So I was like, that's pretty <laughs> cool. Anyway. Um, any chance this leads, this leads to players and GMs and evaluators, instructors and all that stuff changing the way that they they value a player, maybe go into a, a player's abilities, uh, practices that instructors are teaching, metrics that you're looking at. You think this does make a change because it's him saying it? I think it. I think it'll make a change to the evaluators because I feel like since sabermetrics have, has been so prominent that the evaluators are more numbers guys than pure baseball guys mm. sure they have baseball background some Not of saying them they don't some of them but i think it's combined but, right you have the baseball yeah. guys with the analytics guys right but you know i mean it's gonna have to change them a little bit i i, I think your baseball guys are they, they've been sitting back there going, yeah but yeah but and now the evaluators are going to be like okay you know they might yeah, I just think they're going to listen to the yeah, but guys a little bit more now. And I think they should. And they should have been all along because baseball, it is about the numbers, but it's not 100% about the numbers. Yeah, I, I see that. I wonder if they create better numbers. I wonder if those numbers do come into play. Well, you know, you hit, you know, I mean, we already talked about this. Like, you, you're, in a, you're late in the game. Guy leads off with a double or a single and steals a base and you kind of inside out a pitch and end up grounding out to second, but you move that runner up to third with one out. It's big. It That's important. That's a momentum thing. You're like, all yeah. right, we're in position now. Now it requires the next guy to, to, to care about not striking out. You know what I'm saying? And stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But is there a way to like that hits his batting average? If you're an average guy that hits his on base percentage. If you're an on base guy, that's not a sacrifice. Right. Right? It's unselfish baseball. It's what we were taught was important to win games. Right. To not worry about your your numbers, but to help win that game. Right. And that's just so hard to quantify. What what makes a difference if you're able to do that in April versus in the World Series? I think the hardest thing to quantify it, too, is did you do it on purpose? You can't. Did you try to go backside on purpose, move the runner over, I, or did you get jammed and full? You know what I'm did saying. Did you try to you hit a home run? That stuff. No, none of that. Yeah, is, right. You know what I'm saying. None of that 
is there. Oh, you went down the line backside. It was awesome. Uh, with nobody on and two outs. Uh, what a dump doesn't mean. You so I don't think that that really plays. The ability's there, whether it's intentional or not, I guess. But, um, but yeah, I mean, th- as far as like the clutch ability stuff goes, like you want to say like, well, this guy's got a slow heartbeat. You know, with games on the line, World Series, this guy's going to come through. He, or at least he's going to give you a good shot because he's mm-hmm. got a he's even keeled. He's one of those guys that, like I said, they're important. Never get too high, never get too low. Uh, and so you, you know, what I mean, you he's a guy you want up in this situation because it doesn't matter. Yeah. And you know, I th- that's something that'll never be quantified. You don't know what what Joe Shue is going through on May sixteenth. When he got a call up because somebody went on the IL for ten days, and he's about to get sent back down because that guy's feeling good and just did his rehab, and he wants to make an impression because he doesn't know right. This is right. his last option year, whatever it is. You don't know the type of pressure that's on that player in May. That's not any different than a Super player sad. who just has pressure in September in a pennant race in the moment because the team needs you like there's pressure in both places. There's no way to quantify pressure. We don't know what the pressure is, right? You don't know what it's like on a human when his dad's dying and he's trying to grind through this game. Yeah. Or his baby's about to be born and he just needs to get through this game. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I, yeah. that's why that kind of stuff is never, ever going to be quantified. And it's a story you have to tell. And that's why he he included, well, clutchability, I'm agnostic about. And the reason is because he's like, you can't back that up with data. Right. I can't say that Reggie Jackson is just better in those moments. And And to be honest with you, like... Even if you're even if you've got great stats, let's say you're four for six on the season, late and close with runners in scoring position, because those are all numbers you can look up today. But all six of those at bats came in April and May. Right. You know what I mean? And by the way, you did it against a guy who just made his major league debut. Or it was early in the season while they were waiting to call up the guy to make his major league debut. <laughs> and so Bailey Falter right. was out there and you happened to crush lefties. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. You just don't know. And, and it's all of those things are, it's just too much, but situational hitting is a different thing. It is a real thing that helps team win teams win games. And even though it doesn't really help an individual, it may help you win a game. It's a baseball thing. Right. It's not It's not a statistic that we should ignore, I guess. I don't really know. I just think yeah. that like when you start going down these paths, man, it's so difficult. For sure. But the difference is, I guess, here's, here's the thing that, that I'm taking away from this, because I know we kind of went a little off right there and just talking about, you know, baseball versus analytics. And that's fine. It's conversation. But to say, uh, I'm trying to trying to collect this thought because I know that this is basically like, this is it, right? I'm trying to mic drop here. That's my goal. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get a mic drop moment here. Setting up the mic drop. When, when we said, hey, on base is actually more important than, than batting average, then hitters change the way they hit. We've we've said this before. You tell me about a guy in 1993 who has a high on base percentage, a low average. He was ticked off that he had a low average. He didn't care about mm-hmm. his on base percentage being high. I mean, sure, he's fine. He's like, yeah, I mean, I'm getting on base, but I really want that average up. He was trying right. to hit for a good average. Right. A guy now does not care about a 230 batting average if his on base percentage is good because he says, well, on base percentage is more important anyway. Yeah. Because the analytics is what told us to, to think that way. Because the analytics said, hey, if you want to win baseball games, be on base. Guys on base. That's all that matters. It doesn't matter if you hit on base or walk on base. 
right. just so long as you're on base, that's what creates runs, right? And those are the good things that come from analytics. But a guy in 1987 was not thinking that way. He right. wanted his average to be high. That was his goal. And so I measure him based on what he was trying to do. And I'll measure guys today on what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And obviously, striking out is something they don't care about. <laughs> they just don't care. They're like, yeah, it's fine, but it's not any different than a ground out to second. Where now, maybe Bill James says, hey, it is different than a ground out to second if there's a guy on second base. Right. And so that's what I'm kind of hoping comes out of this, is will this change a generation of hitters and instructors and evaluators if they're able to quantify this in a certain way, but will this change the approach at the plate with a guy on second and nobody out? Instead of, well, I don't care, I still want to get on base so we can score me too which is the right. thought process right now. And it's like, well, but if you want to win games, let's maybe move that guy up. Let's maybe bring that guy in. Let's take a little off our swing and get a base hit and not worry about the home run or the double or the, you know, getting whatever it is, right? And then yeah. sacrificing or risking that strikeout, trying to do damage, and instead maybe choke up with two strikes, and there's been some guys recently who are doing that a little bit more. I think that plays a lot of Cody Bellinger's home run dip is that he said, I'm going to try to strike out less. And you see some of his swings with two strikes are like, wow, that was pretty defensive. And <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's that's intentional, yeah. you know? Yeah. And maybe that's a value that he actually, that, that actually changed in him that might actually be a sign that he is turning a corner again. But anyway not to go on about him. But the thing is, is, you know, I'm kind of hoping that this changes some things. Yeah. I mean, I hope so. That if there's more of a movement here that says, Hey, we're looking at the data and situational hitting is important. Will they actually practice bunting again, Jake? (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) Not that far. Not that far. I I mean, they should, but I I don't know. It's going to be tough to revert back. It's going to be tough to take, even though it's new data and a new way of new old way of thinking, I don't know. It's just going to be, it's going to be tough for them to readapt some of that. Well, I think it does. I think they're going to, I think they're going to, I hope they're going to, you know, not want to strike out as much because I don't really love seeing all the strikeouts. I think it's kind of, I think that's more boring than, you know, make them make a play. I know yeah. they're professionals, and they're going to make the play the majority of the time. Still make them make a play. Yeah, cool stuff, man. I, I'd like to see, you know, how how this turns out, uh, you know, and maybe it's a year, maybe it's a couple of years, maybe it takes a while. I mean, launch angle and, and all the things, fly balls are now better. How many times did we say, like, hey, fly balls are easier to catch, hit the ball on the ground, and now mm-hmm. they're like, hey, fly ground balls don't do anything. What was the game? No pop, no pull? Oh, yeah. No pop, no pull. Now it's like mm-hmm. pop and pull. Mm-hmm. So I don't, you know, you, you keep learning and, yeah. you know, you keep growing and, and you keep trying to define ways that win games. And I think this is going to challenge that little bit of question is, hey, are you caring about doing damage in yourself or do you care about this team and winning this game? And maybe it turns into that. Maybe they find out, hey, we are looking at the options and it turns out bunning still sucks. Um, and that's <laughs> fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not saying that I'm I'm hoping for a specific outcome. Uh, they might find out that striking out still doesn't matter unless there's a guy on second with nobody out. Might be yeah. the only time they care. You know what I mean? Uh, but I don't know. It, it it'll be interesting. But e- either way, Bill James coming out and saying something could uh, could change things, even if it just changes the analytic minds who sometimes can be a little. Well, the numbers say this. Yeah. Hey, keep looking at the numbers and maybe don't discredit what 100 years of baseball has taught us too. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Kind of cool. Can't wait to be in Bradenton this week, man. Really looking forward to it. I mean, so there's two things. There's a that's twofold, right? 
Can't wait to be in Bradenton, see some spring training. And dude, we haven't had some quality time one-on-one in a long time. Yeah. A little bro trip here. Yep. Yep. Nobody else going with us initially was going to. And I'm looking forward to the time when it becomes that. Right. Right. But yeah, I have one regret, man. Three days. (laughs) That's it. That's the only regret I have. Yeah. So kind of wish this was like a little bit longer. We could enjoy uh, an actual, like, I feel like. I'm going to have a hard time not being stressed. (laughs) So, nah, I think it'll be good. Yeah, we'll be good. All right, let's go Bucks. Let's go Bucks. Thanks for listening to my dad and Uncle Jake on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number 2 Bucktober. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. Clear the deck. Cannonball coming. And let's go Bucks.